Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the patrons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites and our friends at supercoachchampion.com. My name's Corey. Alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back. And today we will kick off by having a look at St. Kilda and the Sydney Swans, Corey. But before we do that, as usual, where can listeners find us on social media? Uh, on Twitter and Patreon at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites and YouTube. I don't know if I said that. Um, Bombs, you know, we're 10 potties in already. Is that all? Yeah, well, man, I didn't know we'd been 10 in. It feels Reckon. like. Reckon that's a little low, Corey. But if you think about it, ten times one hour quick fire podcast—that's ten hours listeners' time they're never going to get back. Unfortunately, very, very good. Uh, we got St Kilda and Sydney today, my friend. How do you feel about that? Um, no, much like Port Adelaide and Richmond, it's fucking a bit boring. Yeah, not much going on. Wait, yeah. Port Adelaide and Richmond. Yeah, that's what we done yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, St Kilda and uh, they're fucking irrelevant virtually. Oh, well, my big boy, Roel Marshall, could have been relevant until he fucking hurt himself, the dog. Well, that's right. Hence uh, hence the comment, irrelevant. Yep. Well, absolute dogs. Um, yeah. What else is going on, mate? How you going? You feeling good these days? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, as good as you can probably get at the moment, Corey. Ready for um, Supercoach? Yeah, ready for Supercoach. I think, um, what did we say yesterday, Corey, that pretty much, um, you know, Supercoach being back with all these injuries, it's uh, it feels like Supercoach is back, and it's a good thing. And um, because if we thought, you know, with a bit of naivety there, Corey, if we thought we'd get through a whole preseason with no injuries and no fucking catastrophes, and fucking, I'd love to know what hashish we were smoking, Corey, because that stuff was some really delusional shit. It all seemed to come on very, very quickly, though. <laughs> like a lot of it. Yeah, and it it, it will it will come in. Um, patches won't it it'll just be you'll just be bombarded with it mm. but you won't hear shit for a while like you know we've been hit with neil and marshall and um all the other injury news Proust. that's kind of come out Proust, Dangerfield, all of it and then we'll go quiet for a bit yeah just i don't want to talk about it all right well we don't have to <laughs> we can talk about the st kilda rookies Corey. let's go kick us off my friend now the guy i'm going to speak about and <laughs> You know, I'm not sure why I'm speaking about him because I see him. I actually can't find much information about this guy, to be honest. Um, so I'm not sure how and why he's um, he's come into calculations in so many people's teams at this point in time because his, num- his name, his name, sorry, I was going to say his number, his name is uh, Tom Highmore. Have you heard of him? Nope. 17% owned, defender, 117K. Now, I'd love for the community to let me know how and why they think this guy is going to be relevant. Now, he's 193 centimetres, so you get that he's kind of relatively big. But I would have thought, with how St Kilda's kind of backline went last year, that they're, they're pretty kind of set on blokes like Ben Long, Coffield, Patton, these kind of players, that there just probably wouldn't be room for someone like Highmore to just come into the team. Yeah, they're, they're a funny team, aren't they, St Kilda? Like, it's like they're not super relevant. But there seems to be no real room for players to come in. Yeah, did um, did Carlisle leave? Remember there was talk about him leaving. No, he didn't leave. no, he stayed, didn't he? And who's their other key? Who plays their other key post? That's how much I give a fuck uh, about. It was Brown. No, that was a Nuffy from not the Nuffy, but the the ex Port Adelaide guy. It was it Dougal Howard? Dougal Howard, yeah, that's right. Nah, he's um, definitely still there. So with Carlisle and Howard in the team, 
he's not taken over one of those positions. And then you've got, you know, Patton and, you know, the other few blokes that I said there as well, Coffield and whoever the other peanut was. I can't even remember him. That's how fucking relevant they are. But, I mean, they they seem to like those players down at St Kilda. So I'm not sure where this kind of hype's coming from. I can't sort of seem to read or see anywhere that he might be getting a debut. So I guess the reason for me raising him, Corey, is that, you know, at times we might miss information or our information might not be correct. So I'm just going to put his name out there that there's something going on in the community about this guy. I just don't know what the fuck it is at this point. Do you reckon it's just one of those ones where he's, his name's kind of that attractive looking name, Highmore, and people start selecting him and then as people make their teams and they just look at most selected players and then they just start selecting him and the fucking yeah. chain rolls on? Yeah, you know what it might be because when people were making their teams, if he started at four, five, six, seven percent, and at one hundred and seventeen k, that might be all people could afford for their yeah. last defender. They uh, they might be just saying, "Well, fucking, no, who can we pick here? Let's sort this by percentage owned." Oh, fucking Highmore, there we go, seventeen percent. Let's just creep him a bit. Don't be stupid. No, I, got, I don't see how this one happens. I mean, I said the other day that Jacob Ware should be the one. Um, at 117k, um, and remember when we spoke about Bailey Laurie at the Melbourne podcast, he's owned by 23% as well, Corey. So, and I don't think there's any talk about um, Laurie or Laurie, whatever you want to say, um, getting a game. So, 17. I think he might just be a team filler at this point. So, don't get too excited about it. Is what I'm saying. Well, it sounds like you're super excited. Well, I'm, I'm a bit confused. I'm not excited. I reckon I'm confused more than anything because <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know. That's normal. I don't know how and where and why. It's eh, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go with Oscar Claverino. Bumps. Um, he was taken at pick 35 in the 2017 or 2018 draft. Um, that was the same draft that had uh, Hunter Clark and. Um, What's the other dickhead's name? Coffield. Yeah, Coffield as well in there. So Claverino is a classy... uh, I think he's a left footer from memory. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. I think think he's a classy... Oh, I said Claffy about four times. Classy left footer who's um, had a lot of injury problems over his year. Had syndesmosis early. Um, missed a couple of games last year too. But the Saints had big big raps on him when they drafted him. He's a little bit taller. He's a 197-centimetre prospect. Um, but at 22 years of age, if he can get his body right, I think we'll see some senior footy from uh, Claverino this year. We're not going to see a lot. Again, it's it's a lot of these players I do go with. It's not going to be a lot of footy, but it's one of the watching space. He will play some games. He was close to making a debut last year before he got hurt in the VFL as well. So, um, sorry, the year before, the year before, because they didn't play VFL last year. Did they, they didn't play VFL. No, last yeah, year, so the right. year before. So, um, Claverino, my friend, is yeah. Put a little pencil mark next to him, and one of those ones that might be a downgrade target at some stage during this season. Well, I've just taken out my pencil here, and I've wrote. Corey spoke him up, so do not touch. Okay, very, got it. There we go. Got it. Yeah. You mid pricer? Um, well, I was going to be a bit cheeky and take the guy that we all know that you want because there's only one guy that you want. I'm pretty sure. So I'll say his um his comrade in uh, in Caulfield. So again, not someone who's going to get to the top of his position. I might be on repeat, Corey. I might as well just fucking pre-record this and then just Smart. fucking press play when I'm here. Um. But probably will improve on that 80 kind of average. It should just be some general kind of natural progression with this guy. Um, kind of one of those back pockets and back flanks is is kind of his. And um, I think what I was impressed with when watching him play last year was his, his courage was a lot 
better than what I would expect from a second-year player, particularly in defence when you've got some big boys kind of coming back to you. So um, if St Kilda are going to launch some attacks from that back flank, um, I think Caulfield um, might be a name that uh, it might go through a fair bit. I'm actually really happy you spoke about Caulfield because I think Caulfield's going to be a fuck. I think he's going to become a long-term super coach defender very, very yeah, shortly. I agree with that. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, they love the way he uses the ball. Obviously, you've left Hunter Clark for me. Um, yep. Now, Hunter Clark is going to become a midfielder. So that's the difference between these two. There's there a period of time where they were kind of both looking like they'd be half, both halfback flankers. Forget that about Hunter Clark. He's not too far off being in, directed into that midfield and having a lot more time. Whether it's off a wing or, you know, a, a stints in the midfield. But I think you'll see Zach Jones will continue to push out. Uh, they bought Brad Crouch in. Jack Steele's obviously a gun. They need someone who can use the ball because the, the St. Kilda have a lot of players that are very similar. A lot of extractors and, you know, they bring in Brad Crouch now, which didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Like, didn't mm-hmm. make a ton of sense bringing Brad Crouch in for St. Kilda. Right, like, I, I get it. He's, in, you know could be an A-grade player, but, you know, he can nah, get the ball and can't. get it out. Ball now, well, there you go. Um, so where I think, this is where Zach Jones and, and someone like Hunter Clark are really going to benefit because they can run, they can break lines, they can use the ball. Hunter Clark is a very, very underrated kick of the football um, and I really, really like it. I think, like I said, Hunter Clark becomes a midfielder. Probably not this year, probably not next year, maybe the year after. Um, they've got all the building blocks there, but I think Hunter Clark and Nick Caulfield are going to both have very, very good seasons. And I'll save this for my outlandish statement, but I think we've got, I think we're going to have two absolute gems here. I would not be surprised at all at some stage if Hunter Clark or Nick Caulfield, as a matter of fact, come into my team. Yeah, I'd be surprised if Caulfield came into it this year. Um, but these are these are the kind of guys, I think if they're not snapped up in uh, your keeper leagues, Get then they're first round selections, I think, yep. because it's kind of the next two years, three years um, is sort of, you know, before they sort of take that step, that's when you want to be getting them and holding on to them. So um, that's kind of where I sit with that. Fuck, you know, Brad Crash could have fallen into the mid-pricer range. He's 448. Yeah, I could have told you. Yeah, there yeah. you go. But it, it, I mean, you thought Matt Crouch didn't know how to use the ball, Corey. He's yeah. fucking worse. Yeah. He's and a lot hey, worse. Don't, don't worry, I've got him in a lot of draft leagues. I know how bad he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Um, he had that one year where he averaged 100, though. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Um, Primo, um, well, we're not going to talk about Ron Marshall, so it leaves me no choice to talk about Jack Steele. Um, don't even like it, if I'm being brutally honest. Um Way too expensive, um, given the name and given last year was fucking. It was such a different year. I'd I want to wait and see what happens before I select him. He's um, a hugger too, and a lot of a lot of inflated points from cuddling plays out in the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, you got that one hundred percent right. Um, he scores though last year five of them, one hundred and thirty plus, and another three of them between one twenty and one thirty. So. Eight out of so he's running at fifty percent of his scores was sort of one twenty plus when you look at that um, from last year, which is all sort of good numbers and you know sort of VC kind of material and all the rest of it. Um, and then when you look at his scores below a hundred, they were only he only had three of them with a bottom score of eighty six. So um, yeah, numbers very very good on what happened last year. Um, sorry, four scores, bottom score of seventy three. Um, numbers were very good last year, but it's a matter of whether or not he can now come and back that up. The biggest fear here is Brad Crouch, who 
is the exact same position as Jack Steele. How does that affect, or I don't think it's how it affects, I think it negatively affects, it's how much of an effect does that have? Does he only become 112 now? I'd suggest 112 is probably enough to still, you know, get him top eight um, sort of status, but uh, do you want to pay 650 for a guy that's only going to average 112? Probably not. You, you more want 120, I would have thought, um, yep. from when, you, when you're dishing out that sort of cash. Well, the questions you've got to ask yourself here with it when it comes to Jack Steele, and I'm not going to take anything away from him because he's had a fantastic year. He's a fantastic player. But you ask yourself, all right, am I going to, on any given week from round one to six, am I going to captain or vice-captain Jack Steele? And the answer is most likely no. Yep. Where, with the other names that you've got around, you know, Gorn, most people probably have Gorn, Grundy now, and, and the other. So I'm, I'm probably not going to captain Jack Steele in any of those weeks. Okay, so am I going to get any more money out of Jack Steele? No. Jack Steele is at his peak possible price. You are never going to pay more than 658000 for him for this season. So then you've got to weigh up, all right, well, what's the point of, of, of picking him? Is the dollar value going to match up with the points scored? And for someone like Jack Steele, I do not think it is. Now, when we talk about Lockie Neal, because you could say, well, why don't you ask these questions with Lockie Neal? Well, am I going to captain Lockie Neal on any given week between around one to six? Well, fuck, there's a very, very good chance I will. You know, is Lockie Neal, uh, uh, you know, are those numbers going to match up the dollar value? Well, you know, Lockie Neal's a 200 kind of player on any given week. So I just think, and, and then again, you get asked yourself, all right, I'm going to go Jack Steele versus Lockie Neal. Who am I going to pick? Well, obviously you're going to pick Lockie Neal. I don't think you can have both. Clayton Oliver is that safety net that you've got, like we said, that you, you know what your baseline score is. I just think so much of Jack Steele's points last year were inflated due to, due to like I said, cuddling. He's a cuddler, loves to tackle, loves to get his own pill. Fantastic footballer. I don't think he's six, worth 658000 And if you do like him, pencil it in as your first upgrade target. Let let it yeah. go. Let it run its course and then pick him up for sub 600000 Yeah. I think that's the only way you look at Jack Steele. Yeah, no, I'm, I'll look, I'm, I 100% agree with you. And I think the risk with um, Brad Crouch, who let's not forget, also suspended first two games of the year. So, you know, if you're going to be a hero and select him and then come back at us and say, oh, fucking 150 first couple of weeks. Well, one, you don't have head-to-head games in the first week, so who gives a flying fuck what he scores there? Um, and secondly, um, you know, you still you still don't know what the Brad Crouch impact is going to be to his scoring um, and or his role. So, um, yeah, but he does everything that is super coach friendly in terms of the contested side of the game um, and certainly gets enough of the pill and uses it well enough to, to warrant um, being a relevant player. Again, this was Supercoach a hard game. Limited trades, um, and so you want to really be maximising um, your dollars in the preseason um, and during the season. So is it wiser to pick him up um, potentially fifty dollars to $100,000 cheaper and getting some data to understand, you know, likely how he's going to continue the year as opposed to taking the risk? Because um, I think the one thing and even the Jack Steele fans out there can probably even agree to this, he's not going to increase his 122.5 average. No. It's a big average. Yeah. And yeah. I, I get that um, if people, you know, sometimes you get a player around that price and you think, well, yeah, we can kind of lock him in for around about that 120, but he's probably got scope to go 125, 130. If, he had, if I felt like he had that scope, then I'd be more for it. But 
don't think he's got the scope. I think he goes five to ten points the other way. You do not touch Bronx. Um, my do not touch is well. They've got a. They've, before we do the do not touch, St Kilda have got a host of injuries as well. Can I say? Yep. Um, Marshall, Zach Jones, and um, fucking Brad Crouch. Obviously through suspension. So there's some spots kind of available um, early in the year as well. So I just want to say. Don't get too sucked into maybe some of these players who might be getting games early for the Saints because they're going to have a fair bit to come back. And um, I know there's whispers about Ryder still being injured, but I can't find exactly what's happened there. We were speaking about this on Patreon a couple of days ago now, Corey. Don't know if you read that chat. But um, uh, no. there seems to be murmurs going around that uh, it's some sort of leg injury and it's it's not the injury that was related to the um, the injury done in the final of last year, that hamstring injury, which I thought it was all preseason, but that's a non-issue apparently. Yeah. My do not touch list. Um, well, you you obviously can't start Ron Marshall. So if you haven't heard the news, you probably want to start living outside of the rock you've currently been living in um, because that catastrophe has kind of happened, hasn't it? Um, but, you know, following on from that, my other do not touch is, um, what's his name? Jack Billings. Um, and simply because, you know, I think he's only ever going to be around about that 100 kind of average player. I don't see him becoming 110 or top of his line um, kind of player unless he kind of gets that forward status or by miracle defender status again. So Billings is Billings, um, but it's a it's a firm no for me as a midfielder. Yeah, and uh, I'm kind of in a similar boat here with you. Mine's Seb Ross. I think a lot of people are going to look at what Seb Ross has done in the past and Again, ignore the fact that they've got other players that are stepping up into midfield roles, and um, you know they bought across Crouch and um, the emergence of like a Hunter Clark and you know Billings as a midfielder and Brad Crouch and etc. And the 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 best days of Seb Ross are behind us, and even at four hundred thousand, it's not a pick that I'm going to say yeah, go pick it as a mid pricer. Yep. Uh, outlandish statement. Uh, St Kilda won't make finals, and I don't think that's outlandish. I think that's realistic. So your realistic statement. Yeah, my realistic statement. Because people will consider that outlandish. People think fucking St. Kilda, oh, fucking, look how good this team is, fucking, yeah, natural improvement. Fuck off, they're going backwards. Oh, I think they're a team in no man's land, to be honest. They're fucked. Yeah, they're, they're a team that have a lot of um, a lot of passengers and a lot of plays that I think that are, are better than what they are. Their forward line shit. Max King, he could yeah. carry. Max King can carry. I'll give it. I'll, you know, yeah, well, but he's not ready. He's not ready yet. Oh, strongly disagree. You think he's ready? Yeah, strongly disagree. How many goals yeah. do you think he kicks this year? Um, forty plus minimum. Like probably realistically more towards fifty, to be honest. And that's only to a game when you think wow, about I don't, it. I don't even think he kicks that. No, no, nah, nah, yeah. See, I, I'm a huge Max King fan, Corey. If, if Max King kicks fifty goals, they make the eight. The only thing that stopped him last year was I felt he was a little bit too light and his opponent was able to kind of get him underneath the ball. I think he corrects that. He's, he's yeah, but I don't, I don't think either King Boy is put on a shit ton of weight. No, no, but it's it's sometimes it's not about weight. Sometimes it's about, okay, if you understand that's how it's going to happen, what can you do before you get to the contest to prevent that from happening? So um, for me, I think, I think Max, strength Max King well. is better, I think, than, um, than Ben. Than Ben's going to be. I agree, I agree with that. He's the only one that can probably hold them in the eight. I reckon. I think if he Max doesn't... King kicks fifty, they make the they make the eight. Yeah, they probably will. But um, I can 
Yeah, just think fucking, oh, come on. But look, Favola kicked fucking 99 goals in a year and fucking Carlton didn't even finish outside the bottom four. Yeah, so, but that team is uh, a bad team. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, look, I, I just don't think St Kilda are going to make the eight, but I think Max King is um, always about to take the competition on him. I think, I think St Kilda are too one-dimensional. Mm. Everything they've got is the same. There's, I don't there's... think they improve their team through off-season either. No, not at all. So it's got to come. Yeah, from you, you know what needs to happen. Max King needs to kick fifty plus, and um, Hill needs to get oh, back to old form. Hill's just going to be what he fucking is, isn't he? Mm. Yep. I'll tell you what, Max Max King kicks fucking fifty. You'll probably average eighty. Yeah, there you go. Um, not easy. You'd assume so. Um, fuck. Oh. My Atlantic statement is uh, both Caulfield and Hunter Clark end up top eight midfield, uh, top eight defenders. Eek. That yeah. is Atlantic. Yep. Nice and big. Cross to who's the other team we're talking about today? I fucking feel like Sydney Swamp. Really, like, really honed in on St. Kilda here. <laughs> They've copped it. Um, the Swannies, mate. Uh, your rookie. Well, Corey. Cash cow, if, cash cow. Now, he's. Can you call him a rookie or a cash cow, Corey? I'll call him a moral. Am I allowed to call him a moral? You can call him whatever you want. My He's debuting round one. Have you not heard? He'd have to. He was debuting round one last year too. They don't forget about that. Nah, no, they're doing it this year, Corey. <laughs> it's fucking happening. It's actually happening this year. Will Gould. Yeah. Um, so... Is this just... a gift? Is this a gift that they he didn't play a game last year? Fuck yeah. 52% ownership. And that's yeah. fucking unders. Because the moment Sydney release that information, that'll be 70 or 80 because there'll be fucking 20% of idiots out there who haven't changed their team for a while. Um... Oh, fucking don't even, like, try to second-guess it. Just fucking get him in. Get him on field as well, I would have thought, too. Oh, yeah. Um, every Tom, Dick, and Harry is going to know about Who him. Who did the... he clean up in the preseason last year? Oh, yeah, I can't remember from the top of my head. Remember that bump? Yeah, I do. I know exactly yeah. the one you're speaking about. Um, I'm just not sure exactly who it was. The one I think... Because Will Gould is just fucking like bread and butter, 123K. We don't even spend time on that, Corey. We need to talk about Braden Campbell, though. Their, um, their number five selection from their academy. Um, their, well, he was from their academy, which is how they got him at number five last year. Um, I mean, don't even fucking... I, I think if he's there round one, I think he is virtually like guaranteed to start in my team. I know he's more expensive at 189000 but if you look at... If you look at the size of this guy, like he's um his his arms look big anyway, Corey. Um, but what gets me is that he's actually a lot faster than he looks, and he is a left footer. And I'm like, you know how much how much I love my left footers because they're usually like very good kicks of the footy. Um, and in last year's granny, he kicked three goals from fourteen touches and uh, was best of field in the NAB All Stars futures game. So, um, I think they're very excited to have him. I think we know that Heaney's never going to move to the midfield. I don't think Mills moves to the midfield, and I think Braden Campbell, come round one, will be named in the team. And I think I'm going to spend up for him. He's eligible as a forward as well, which is very handy. You know what's funny? He's just got such a Sydney Swans footballer head. Yeah, he does. Like, you look at him, and he's just such a Sydney Swan kind of player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nah, I like this kid. He's ready to go. That That's a that's a good talking point. Um, Not to mention, too, Chad, War- Chad Warner. He played a game last year, didn't he? Oh, fucking I think Warner. he did. Matty Ling played a lot of terrible games last year at 163. They've got a couple of around. Logan McDonald will play football this year. They've got a few. Yeah, no, I haven't. 
disagreeing with any of that. Yeah, I'm not going to pick Logan McDonald though because I'm not paying two hundred thousand for a fucking no, key no. forward. Um, no. but Bra- uh, Braden Campbell, I think you've unearthed one there, Bob. No, no, I haven't unearthed. I, I haven't unearthed one, Corey. I've guaranteed one. That, I, and I'm talking. Well, I'll wait for a landish statement. Beautiful. Um, another rookie that's going to win the Rising Star. That'd be your fourth for this year. So, uh, you mean I've only said that Rail oh, won't. I'm you? joking. I'm joking. Oh, well, I just want to clarify, Corey. <laughs> just want to clarify. You know, I get pretty defensive when people put words in my mouth. Get defensive about everything. It's <laughs> just a little touchy feel. <laughs> yeah, you mid price, my friend. Um, you know, can I make a comment? Actually, <laughs> I don't know if the listeners have fucking picked up on this, but you've got a new fucking saying or a new trade no, not a trademark but yeah new saying yeah that, probably have do. you worked out what it is no nah, but hit me because i'll probably agree with you it's happened about four you referred to me as my friend yeah do i you now you probably now you're gonna start to pick up on it but you do it a fuck a fucking shitload you know what because we're probably friends now <laughs> you reckon we've gone next level? I've, I've hated you for a long time, so now we're just probably friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've just, I've just noticed it. Um, right. You know, yeah, I reckon that's a work thing. I got a, I got a bloke that I talk to a lot at work that calls me my friend, and I reckon that's where, I reckon that's where it's uh, coming. And about. I'm, I'm just, um, I'm just trying to work out if it's a different form, um, of being champed. And I just nah, want to. Nah, 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 it's not that bad. Am I being champ? No, nah, no way. No, nah, oh. I'd champ you. I'd champ you if I wanted to. <laughs> okay, all right. If I wanted to disrespect you, I'd, I'd flat out champ you. <laughs> all right. Well, as long as I'm not being champed, I'm all good with that. Thanks, champ. Would you, um, call, um, would you call Brett your friend? Like, would you refer to Brett as my friend? Oh, I'd refer to Brett as fucking my sex advisor, Corey. <laughs> I reckon he's, uh, he's got a few notches there. But it also it's a class above. Now, can I just say, I announced yesterday I hadn't heard from him in thirty six hours. It's been another twenty four, Corey. I still haven't been given that fucking. He's actually so bad, and you know what's funny is you'll get the you'll get the random fucking text at like eleven o'clock one night, just randomly, just like with his reply. Yeah, yeah, which is well, I got one. Remember on his, we spoke about this on the birthday. Stuff about Brett fucking mid prices from um, (laughs) who is this Sydney? Sydney? That's who we're fucking up to. Franklin Corey. Is he yeah, playing a game this year? He's injured again. Well, is he? Is he yeah. done for his calf went? Yeah, he did. Oh, because I've fucking prepared a whole segment for him, Corey. <laughs> well, if he's done his calf, yeah, he's I'm going to switch him. Let's switch him to the do not touch, and I'm going to fucking bypass myself in this segment. <laughs> yeah, he hurt his calf again the other day. He's <sighs> expected to be back For around. Sake. Expected back around one or two now. Ah, oh, man. Well, fucking don't worry. Corey, I've got nothing else for you then. No, uh, no problem, my friend. They're pretty boring. chips are in that basket. And it's funny too, because I'm going to talk about the same bloke I talk about every year, Ollie Florent. It's surely, surely this... Ha- it's either this year or never, Bumps, that Ollie Florent puts it together and becomes a midfielder. No, I think he has been a midfielder. It's a matter of whether he can... Um, yeah, do- but that's what I mean, a super coach yeah. midfielder. Super coach like, midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like Ollie Florence's game. He's one that I always try and pick up in super coach draft leagues for the point that I hope that eventually he'll become. But they're, they're another team that's just got a lot of shit, like a lot of mid-prices. Well, they just have yeah. a shitload of them. No, there's um, a lot of them and a lot of their ex relevant players who we can probably fill a whole do not touch list, Kennedy, Parker, yep. um, and those kinds, uh, they're all sort of on the way down and out and the next gen's sort of been ushered through, but it's nothing's been standout-ish about the next Callum gen. Callum Mills think. is more expensive than Oscar, I mean, than Luke McDonald. 
Yeah, because he would average more in the season, didn't it? Mills, he averaged like 101 and McDonald 95, like on the total Fuck season. Mate, really? Yeah. Well, Corey, the 118 we spoke about the other day was only in the last 10 rounds. He was fucking. That's tra- over half the season. <laughs> yeah, but he was like, check those first eight games. Didn't he probably realize Callum like Mills 64. was that good for the year. Now, Callum Mills was very good last year, very underrated. Good footballer. Um, your premier, my friend. Lloyd, let's let's wind this back now, Corey. Let's fucking wind it back to 2018 preseason. Can we just take whatever the fuck I said that preseason when I announced him, Corey, and he went from 87 <laughs> to 112? Um, and then can, you, let's can not we talk... go to last preseason? I was about to say let's not talk about last preseason, Corey, because uh, what he averaged 109 in 2019, and then I said no, nah, no, nah, don't touch him. These short games are no good because he fucking wants to junk it up. He still found a way to junk it up, the bastard. He so he fucking. It. Um, look, at least I didn't say he was going to be useless. I just said there's less game time for him to junk it up. Well, you know what that means, Corey? We're back to more game time. We're back to more game time, which means there's more game time for him to junk it up. So you cannot, cannot start the year without Jake Lloyd. Agree. 650 is unders, I reckon. Yeah, oh, don't, do not, if I can say anything, do not open super coach and not have Jake Lloyd sitting at number one in defense. Do, like, just do not do it. 112, 109, 122 in his last three years. Hasn't missed a game in the last three years. Missed one game in the last five seasons of football. Now, don't be foolish. Don't yeah. say fucking 122, that's too much. It's 650K. You're going to pay 650 for Jack Steele. Yeah. I actually think Lloyd might be better than Jack Steele. Well, for a positional line, 100%. Oh, the, fucking the one thing I say to you, this is the one thing I'll say to you, if you owned him last year and you're second-guessing owning him this year, go and have a chat with someone who did not own him last year. Yep. Myself. Come talk to me. Yep. If you're in Have-ha. Patreon, inbox me. If you are thinking, thinking at all about not picking Jake Lloyd this year, Send me a personal message from the Patreon and we will have a heart-to-heart conversation because I promise you, you'll start the season with him. If you didn't have him last year and you're thinking about not selecting him this year, log out and uninstall Supercoach. Just don't play. When um, the Patreon's one-on-one messenger, will you refer to them as my friend? Uh, it just depends where we're at at that stage will, between will you champion? But just, yeah, it depends where me and that Patreon member are at. Are you guaranteed to champ them if they do not take the advice and start Oh, yeah. yeah, it'll be worse than the champing. Okay, all right, well, that's fucking significant. Look, let's just read the numbers from last year. This is what alarms me. I remember when I opened Supercoach and I was like, oh, do I get Jake Lloyd? Oh, 656. And then I just opened Supercoach from last year and I was just like, holy fucking whore. And then I clicked 20 fucking 19 and then I clicked 2018. It's incredible. Now, these these are Luke McDonald-esque. You know, he scored underneath 100 once last year. Corey was round one. And that's... And that's when Bombs thought he was a fucking real hero, saying, what, what did I tell you about Jake Lloyd? Remember when I did that? Uh, what did I tell you guys? What I tell you? They had 77 in the first round. Just scratch that, because fucking this is what he done after that. 145, 101, 102, 132, 102, 111, 157, 126, 133, 137, 127, 141, 143, 114, 119, 110. He had three, four... I'm counting them as I go here, Corey. Four scores below 110 on the season and only one below 100. You're kidding. 
That's, that's scary. You're fucking kidding yourself if you're not starting him. Lloyd Laird is the most obvious one-two punch. It is more obvious than the one-two punch in your ruck combination. That's how fucking confident I am in it, Corey. No, I agree. I agree. It's... Uh, we spoke about Dustin. We spoke about Dustin Martin yesterday as a no-brainer at the price and the value, mate. Even at the price, this is more of a no-brainer. This is this this was my first selected player in Supercoach. Forty-nine percent of uh, coaches out there are with us, Corey. So fifty-one percent of coaches probably don't know what they're doing or they haven't listened to us yet. Yeah, I just I cannot comprehend how you don't pick him. You know the one thing that shits me with Jake Lloyd. There's only one thing. You know what it is? What? It's when you pick a breakout player and you announce it and you had the balls to start him at 479k back in 2017, Corey, we'll reference that one more time, shall we? And then you don't fucking just go ham on that year on year and just fucking pick him until he's literally dead because you're so proud of what had happened early on. That's the one thing I don't fucking like. And it's not even something I don't like about Jake Lloyd. It's something I don't like about myself, Corey. Yeah, right. And I will not make that mistake again. And the other he thing just is- didn't. Is too. I haven't heard Jake Lloyd refer to you as his friend yet either. No, he hasn't. No, yeah, which really annoys me. He's fucking. I think he's a bit salty about it because I put him on the map. Yeah. If we're being honest. Yeah, and he I thinks put he put himself on the map. So. No, he's had nothing to do with it. I've no, fucking influenced his whole super coach career. Strongly agree. He couldn't have put those numbers up last year if it wasn't for you. Corey. He honestly, what happened was, he honestly said, look, I'm going to make Bombs look good because he's fucking, he's giving me a bit, right? So he came out first round, scored 77, and then he goes, hold on a minute. He goes, why why should I please Bombs if there's been another 30% of teams out there who's actually sort of backed me? Mm. So maybe I'm going to reward them like I rewarded Bombs back in 2017. So he goes, here you go. And now I think with me being back in Lloydie's corner and another 49% of teams doing it, Corey, 134s on the cards. He'd want to fucking reward us. I can tell us that much if I'm paying 650k. I'll tell you now, he goes fucking anything below 107 this year. <laughs> and you thought I had words to Wingard the other day. Oh, you fucking watch yourself, Lloydy. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, you do not touch, my friend. Um, well, there's a, well, apparently he's injured, so do not touch Lance Franklin. <laughs> No, oh, there you go. Very nice. But um, no, nah, no, nah, seriously, Isaac Heaney. Yeah. Any fucking idiot. Oh, sorry, well, you talked then. No, 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 go. I mean, any idiot that's considering Isaac Heaney, if you haven't learned by now, you'll never fucking learn. He just averages 95 year on year. Just stop. Midfield time's never going to happen for him. There's a bloke called fucking Braden Campbell, Corey. Have they not heard? Yeah, well, and the same reason for me. He's going to play forward. Yep, and the midfield minutes are going to be tiny. They're, they're not going to increase. It's, it's Isaac. Like, just don't do it to yourself. It's the same shit every year. Yeah, what's that saying? Like, four six. <laughs> fool me one, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me three times, just a fool or some shit like that. And there it goes. No, I think it stops after fucking fool me twice, Corey. <laughs> no, no, no. It does go. It does go to fool me three times. Does it actually? Yeah. Fool me once. Fool me twice. We're going to get the same for the listeners, Corey, because they're very, they've been very happy with our fucking... Um... Yeah, my friend is kicking off. It's a universe trending on Twitter. Yeah, my friend and fucking caveat, or as you know... <laughs> how fucking... Up. How good was that meme the other day? <laughs> yeah, no, that was pretty good. That uh, who done it? Who done it? Um... Um, no, it wasn't Frogger. Um, retweeted it. No, Frogger does the usual one. 
Ricky, or should, I think. Well, fucking, you, you'd want to hope it was fucking Ricky. Let's yeah, see Rick, Rick Powell. Fuck, I'm good. Go go on to our, our fucking thing. It got barely any respect too. I'm not too happy about it. It was it was good. It was a legit meme. I actually can't find anything that goes to fool me three times, Corey. I'll fool me one. It. I'll find it and I'll get it to you. <laughs> oh, hold on a minute. Hold on. Fool me three times. Oh, no, there we go. Fool me once. It's a shame on me. Fool me twice. It's a shame on you. But you fool me three times, well, now it's a fucking shame on both of us, Corey. Oh, there you go. That's a fucking shit saying. That was not worth the wait. I apologise to even, I don't even reckon that's the one. Well, what's fucking what's coming up here? Yeah, fucking. I made my own. I make my own sayings now. Yeah, touche. There we yeah. go. No problem, my friend. <sighs> now it's just going to do it on purpose. I don't know why I fucking said anything, to be honest. Now it's just going to piss me off. Very good, very good. Um, yeah, but Isaac Haney, just stay the fuck away from it. Like, like if you pick Isaac Heat, I don't know what you're expecting. Can I read something? Because, let's be honest, Corey, there's probably a reason why me and you are fucking on air, right? Because sometimes the admins have some interesting things to say. Did you read, I reckon it was about two days ago now. Um, now, let's just thank fuck this bloke isn't our, um, what do you call it? Classic sort of specialist. He's a specialist in draft. Well, that's what we're told, Corey. But he goes, look, mate, I've got to switch out fucking Marshall. He goes, should I get Heaney or Dusty? I just can't stand Dusty in Supercoach. Who is this? Fucking Setters. Will. Not the Carlton player. The Hang other on. One. Should I get Heaney or Dusty because I can't stand Dusty in Supercoach? Yeah. Did you not read that? Nah. Setters is a fucking idiot, but So what do you expect? Oh. He, he must be thinking draft. He must be thinking, look, Dusty's not available. Um, I'm just going to pick Eni here because, I mean, I mean, this is the sort of shit, Corey, that people out there are obviously thinking about. And it's like, fucking, come on. Dusty, who hasn't averaged below 100 in 10 years, or Heaney, who's never averaged 100. You pick. Yeah, it's, it's actually fucked. Dusty, who never misses games. Or Heaney, who plays 18 a year. You pick. If, if he's lucky. Oh, if he's fuck lucky. Me dead, Corey. Some fucking... <laughs> but there's going to be people out there probably listening to this podcast thinking, fucking Heaney, yeah, no, no, no. Because they, look, they're, they're probably there thinking, oh, these boys, they just said Heaney, and they probably didn't realise we are on the Do Not Touch segment. They probably thought we we're talking about premiums. No, no, no. It's the Do Not Touch. Fucking get him off your watch list. Get him out of your team. Get him out of your life in any which way you can. He's not bad for a first goal scorer, man. Actually, you remember that tip I gave round one last year to the Patreon? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I do. And it got up, too. It paid good. 20 to 1. I said, Isaac Heaney first goal. That's that's where Isaac Heaney's good. Yeah, actually, actually, you're, not really, super you're really good at fucking getting a first goal scorer. That's probably because I, I take the field usually, Corey. <laughs> no, I don't. But um, that's about the only thing I punt on, to be honest, because I'm fucking sick of these sixty. Give me something at fucking 10, 12 to 1. I don't care yeah, about exactly. a sixty. Um, anyway, that's my do not touch for Sydney. Yeah, mine was the same, so you're outlandish statement. Um, yeah, you know, Braden Campbell will be this year's rising star winner, Corey. Whoa. Yep, Whoa. no, no, big things. Big things are coming from uh, old Braden, and um, I might pronounce him as my own, actually. Yep, you might as well. It's a very, very tough circle. It's, uh, it's a triangle. Yeah. Let's not forget yeah, I run sorry. triangles. Look at it. <laughs> 
there's, there's nice and sharp, sharp points. Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck. Oh, I didn't even think one. Didn't even have one ready. So, as always, okay. I'll have to try and make The opposite one of what you just said. Uh, Will Gould will win Rising Star this year, Bobs. Is he eligible? Yeah, he didn't play game. Well, I don't know how old he was. I don't know if he's been on the list for fucking 18 years. No, he's only been on the list for two years, hasn't he? I wouldn't know, Corey. Um, all have, I know let's is... Have, let's have a quick look. Yeah, all I know is that he's a must-select. That's about as much as I know about him. Will Gould. I might type in Sydney because I'm getting fucking Will Gould television producer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, fucking hell. How do I find this dickhead? Will Gould. Hell, is he? What a head. That's a rough head. He'd smash me in a fight. Yeah, date of birth, 14th of January, 2021. You got his height and weight there for me, Corey? Uh, 191, that... and he's registered at 98 kegs. Oh, that's why I wanted you to say it. Fucking hell. <laughs> yep. You know he used to be um, 106 kilos? There you go. Back in 2019, Corey? Smashed this is true. They thought they thought um, he was the next Shannon Hearn. Um, and he... Yeah, 106 once upon a time, Corey. So good to see he's, um, he's gone down. But look, Aaliyah Lear out, it opens up positions. In case people are wondering, fucking, why are these guys just telling us about cool? We know nothing about him. Well, Aaliyah Lear's gone. They've only got, is it Pelican or Malican? Whatever the fuck he is. Yep, the Pelican. The Pelly, yeah, the Pelican. Melly the Pelly. Um, the Pelly. And um, that's about all they got down back. And he's and he plays undersized key position as well, so I think he quite comfortably becomes the third tall. That's quite a lot of what Aaliyah Aaliyah did. Aaliyah Aaliyah didn't necessarily play on the person. He did a lot of that kind of okay. Let's come through third man up. Let's sort of get some spoils and all this kind of crap. Um, but Will Gould just fucking lock him in. And you remember the other day I was when we were doing the Hawthorne podcast, I was really annoyed that they debuted McGuinness in the last round. Yep. Thank you to the Sydney Swans for not just fucking giving him one fucking random game in the last um, round last year because um, you've saved us probably fucking 30, 40, 50, 60K. So just a shout out to the Swans for that. Told you we were gifted. Yeah. They gifted us. Anything else to add, my friend? I didn't even mean it that time. That one, you didn't even mean it. But this is what I'm saying. It's you. You might go back and re-listen to a few podcasts. But um, I no, think I'm done for the page. I, I, I listen. To... <laughs> <laughs> I listen to your voice uh, enough, so I don't ever listen listen to it again. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, Elise. On behalf of um, Champ and myself and our uh, patrons at patreon.com forward slash sc elites, peace out community, and thank you for listening.